This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and Black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, you can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Um, don't forget you and you network. You can find that on Instagram, you and you underscore network, where you can find all the shows uh, under the you and you network. Shout out to the you and you network. You know what I'm saying? And all those podcasts that's on you and you network. Think for the you and you network. The head brothers at you and you network. You can check out the socials at you a n d u underscore network give it the rest and make them laugh again in my best i be no run again like have the man them stuttering i'm getting this nigga in the morning he gonna take even chief and just too long about slavery for 400 years for 400 years that's not like a choice <laughs> like you was there for 400 years and it's all of y'all well every time they never actually freed the slaves she just had the slaves go work for other white people the answer to why i wrote white lives matter on a shirt is because they do Welcome back to the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Everybody should be following me on Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. Click on the link tree in my bio to have access to this podcast, whether you have an Apple device or Android device, or you listen to it from your iPad. Everybody should be following the UNU Network and all the podcasts on the UNU Network. Follow the network on Instagram, You. A-N-D-U underscore network. You can follow all the shows from that Instagram. Shout out to Three Stars, Two Bars. Separate the two. A taste to consider. Kodashin, wherever he may be. Let's just go ahead and jump right into it. My job here is to not tell you what to think. My job here is to make sure you are thinking. We all know what has transpired over the past few weeks concerning Kanye West and Kyrie Irving. You don't I'm not going to give an in-depth analysis on what was said and what happened. We all know who said what and the consequences of that. How you feel about Kanye West and Kyrie Irving is how you feel about it. I'm you have a brain. You can think I'm not going to tell you how to feel. I'm not here to tell you how to think. I'm just here to make sure we are thinking. Let's take Mr. West first. There is a point that I don't want to be missed. 
and it has nothing to do with the comments of those two gentlemen i'm not here to take up for them they're grown men they're multi-millionaires they're celebrities they can take up for themselves they said what they said the point that i don't want to be missed is black people in particular if you offend another group there is a price to be paid now you can offend black people all day long you can say black men ain't shit you can talk about selling drugs to black people you can talk about shooting black people you can say anything you want about a black woman you can say anything you want about you can offend the black community as a whole and nothing will happen to you but the minute a black person offends another group they are punished now let's think about this let's slow walk it kanye west said slavery was a choice that offended a lot of black people kanye west said harriet tubman didn't free any slaves she just sent them to work for other white people now let's think about this reasonable people can't agree there is a difference between being enslaved on a plantation and having a job working for somebody else number one there's a big difference there number two let me tell you why a lot of people took offense to that Harriet Tugman is known is historically known for one thing she put her life on the line to free enslaved black people that's what she's known for and to say well she really didn't do that that's offensive to the legacy of Harriet Tubman Kanye West put on a MAGA hat went to the White House sat with then President Donald Trump and talked down on black people who were fighting for social justice he talked down on them Kanye West didn't lose any business deals over any of that. He didn't lose his sponsorship. He didn't lose his business deal with Adidas. He didn't lose his partnership with Balenciaga. He didn't, his record label didn't lose its partnership with Def Jam. In fact, his net worth went up. He made even more money. Kanye West put on a shirt that said white lives matter. Nobody dropped him. Anna Winter was still his still his friend. But when Kanye West offended a group of non-black people, his net worth went down two billion dollars in two weeks. When he offended another group, he lost the Adidas. He lost Balenciaga, which he said was his most important partnership. Def Jam don't want nothing to do with him. He got kicked out of a bank. Think about this. Have you ever heard of anybody being banned from a bank? J.P. Morgan Chase gave Kanye 72 hours to get his money out. They bank. Mr. West said he had over 100 million dollars in that bank. They called him and said, come get it. J.P. Morgan, the bank turned into a bitter baby mama. 
called him on the phone and said, you got 72 hours to come get your money. We're going to put it on the curb. Consider this. Hate groups got bank accounts. The Proud Boys, the Oath Keepers, the Ku Klux Klan, they take membership dues. People pay into that. They don't keep their money under a mattress. They don't keep their money in a shoebox. They keep their money in banks. The folks that was marching in Charlottesville with the tiki, tiki torches saying Jews were not replacers talking about black folks remember that that whole riot down there in charlottesville a few years ago they got bank accounts china the government of china who the who the state department says is a threat to the united states of america the state department the fbi the department of homeland security has said the chinese government poses a threat to the national security of the united states they got money in American banks. As a matter of fact, the same bank, J.P. Morgan Chase, who banned Kanye West, had to go down to Capitol Hill and expl explain in front of Congress its relationship with the Chinese government and them doing business with them. They had to explain to Congress. <laughs> and they didn't stop. They have not stopped doing business with China. China, a registered enemy of the United States, according to the United States government has money in American banks. They didn't get banned. Kanye West got banned from a bank. Black people. I don't want you to miss this. This is what real power looks like. Real power looks like you have people in positions of authority. So where if someone offends your group of people, you can punish them yourself. You don't have to ask someone to fire this person. You don't have to ask someone to make this person apologize. You can do it yourself. People in the Jewish community, they don't rock the vote. They don't care who the president is. They don't march and sing songs in church clothes. They work to get in positions of power. So if someone offends them, they can punish them themselves. They can call the bank and say, get his money out of there. They can call Adidas and say, end this. They can call Balenciaga. They can call Anna Winter. They can punish them themselves. This is something that we need to learn from as a people. We should work to put ourselves in positions of power. So when someone offends us as a group, we can punish them ourselves. Don't be upset. Don't be riled up. Don't be frustrated. Learn, observe and learn. This is what other groups do. Why? Because other groups, their leaders are not athletes and entertainers. Black people in America are the only group of people in the world who we look to get leadership from athletes and entertainers. Other groups, their leaders are in positions of real power. And another thing that I observed from this whole Kanye West situation, you know, he talked a lot being uh, he talked a lot. He talked a lot about being an owner and being a boss. We shouldn't be work, working for other white folk. 
Kanye West, although he's very wealthy, at the end of the day, he was just a very wealthy employee of white-owned businesses. Everything he had was a partnership. And correct me if I'm wrong, but black folks don't. Balenciaga's not black-owned. Def Jam is not black-owned. I believe a European group bought it over a decade ago. Adidas, not black-owned. Everybody, he was uh, the Gap. Forgot about he lost his sponsorship with the Gap as well. His partnership with the Gap as well. The Gap, not black-owned. His net worth went down $2 billion because he was a well-played employee. So he, even though he was wealthy, he was still just an employee of white folks himself. And since we as a people prop up brands that we don't own, the same people who gave you the business deal have the right to take it away if they choose to. The same people who gave you the record deal, the same people who gave you the shoe contract, they can take it away if they choose to. If you don't own it yourself, as wealthy as he was, he was just an employee of someone else who was even wealthier. None of his business deals were in any type of jeopardy when he was offending black people. But as soon as he offended other groups, they said, I'm getting this nigga in the morning. Let's talk about Kyrie Irving. Thanks for having me. Each team has a foul to give as we come up on a minute remaining. And they're putting Curry in the pick and roll, trying to get him on Irving. Irving and Curry, one-on-one. Irving puts it up. That's good! Kyrie Irving from downtown! And the Cavaliers by three! Kyrie, for the record, do you have any anti-Semitic beliefs? Again, I'm going to repeat. I don't know how the label becomes justified because you guys ask me the same questions over and over again. But this is not going to turn into a spin-around cycle of questions upon questions. I told you guys how I felt. I respect all walks of life and embrace all walks of life. That's where I sit. I think what people want to hear, though, is just the yes or no on that question. Yes or no. I I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. I cannot be anti-Semitic if I know where I come from. Okay, let's start from last night's flashpoint. This was new and different to me because usually the protests happen outside the arena arena with people who aren't actively involved inside the arena. (laughs) This was at the very heart of Nets fandom. These are front row season ticket holders, eight strong across. Right. Right there live on television. It was on NBA TV last night. And... Some more quotes from Aaron Jungice, who uh, I'm sorry, Jung Rice, who is one of the seemed to be the spokesman, sort of the elder statesman of this group, spoke out and he said, "We felt that the Nets did not condemn an anti-Semite in their ranks, and we wanted to show love that we're still Nets fans and we love the team, no, no doubt about that. But they should reprimand Kyrie because he's full of hate." We're still full of love. Hopefully, he'll, he'll come around to the right. other side. And then Mr. Jungrice goes on to say, I hope he realizes how much anti-Semitism he is stoking by putting out a link to a film like that. Uh, a lot of their sponsors, a lot of their supporters of, of the, the Jewish faith or, or, or nationality, I don't know how you define it, Skip. Again, how you feel. 
about the Kyrie Irving situation is how you feel about it. I'm going to echo this point. Anytime a black person offends another group of people, they will be punished swiftly. Now, I play that clip because really I want to point something out. What I really want to point out is Shannon Sharp was being very honest when he said, I don't know if it's a racial classification of people or a religious classification of people. A, a lot of people, we are confused. A lot of people hear the words Semite, anti-Semitism. They don't even know what that means. First of all, Judaism is a religion. It's not a race. There are black people who practice Judaism. There are black people who are Jewish. Sammy Davis, Sammy Davis Jr. was Jewish. I believe Drake is Jewish. There are black African people in Africa right now who are Jewish and who have been Jewish for thousands of years. It is a religion, not a race. A lot of people don't even know what the word Semite means. You can, there's a definition for it. Here's what a Semite is. Semitic, relating to or denoting a family of languages that include Hebrew, Arabic, Aramaic, and certain ancient languages of phonetic origin, constituting the main subgroup of the Afro-Asiatic family. That would, that's what it means to be Semitic. It's a classification of people who speak certain languages that go back to the Afro-Asiatic family. So let's just be accurate. That's what a Semite is. Doesn't have anything to do with race. Calling somebody anti-Semitic, or are they anti-people who speak Arabic too? Because Arabic's are Semitic. What are we talking about? Afro is short for African. So a collection of ancient, ancient languages belonging to the African Asiatic family, right? That's what it means to be Semitic. Look it up in the dictionary if you don't believe me. Now, Kyrie Irving, he posted a link to a movie that did offend a lot of people. And I heard a lot of people commenting on this. Sportscasters, Shaq, Charles Barkley, Stephen A. Smith. One thing I didn't hear from any of the people commenting on this over the last week and a half is... What is it in the movie that was anti-Semitic that they viewed as anti-Semitic and defended everybody? I actually had to do some research and digging myself. I actually had to do some scholarly research myself to find out some of the cliff notes, but I did not watch this movie. Never heard of this movie. This movie is a little over three hours long. One of the questions I have is, Number one, how did this even get on Kyrie Irving's radar? I mean, no one ever heard of this movie until Kyrie posted a link to it. That's kind of odd. This obscure movie that no one ever heard of, Kyrie Irving is just tweeting about it. Later, after he deletes the tweet, apologizes, he said himself there are scenes in the movie that he himself disagrees with. Why would So why would you post it? If it's scenes in it that you disagree with, that's kind of odd. So the last 
what, 10 days or so, going on two weeks, has been all about Kyrie Irving and his situation, about his punishment for his actions that, that he took. And like I said, I'm not here to take up for him. I'm not here to agree with him. How you feel about it is the way you feel. He can speak for himself. All this attention over a deleted tweet that he apologized for and was fined for and suspended for and is being punished for it's garnering a lot of attention. I mean, you, you would have think he stole five million dollars from the state welfare fund and refused to pay it back. It, it's, it's it's getting that type of attention. <laughs> Another thing I thought of. Remember back in 2016 when when Kyrie was playing with the, for, the, for the Cavaliers and they won that championship, and then he posted that the picture of him and all them white women. <laughs> on that boat (laughs) remember that remember how he was a sambo coon sellout negro because he had all them half naked white women on that boat (laughs) compare that to what people are saying about him now (laughs) i mean okay all right now here's my conjecture now, this is the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. We do scholarly work here. We use logic, facts, common sense, and history. But every now and again, I do have some conjecture. And I'm not taking up for nobody. There is a scene in this movie where they say people of the Jewish faith worship Satan. And that is offensive to a lot of people. Here's my conjecture. I don't think Kyrie even watched the movie. I think he saw the title and just posted it. Not excusing anybody for anything. Not taking up for him. He can take it for himself. Because if I'm Kyrie Irving and I'm in the NBA and I watch this movie, even if I agree with a lot of stuff that they're saying, because that is in the movie, why would I post it? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Now, I'm not talking about Kyrie Irving. I'm talking in general. In general, as a people, especially when it comes to getting knowledge of self, we can't be lazy learners. We can't be YouTube scholars. We have to practice real scholarship. You're going to have to dig in those books. You're going to have to dig in those history books. You're going to have to vet your sources let me give you a tip this is how you tell you can tell you dealing with a real scholar let me give you a pro tip ask them when they read a book if they read books they should be reading books how do they read books this is how most people read books most people start in the front and start reading and start to read let me tell you how a real scholar does research Real scholars go to the back of the book and they look and see who the sources are, who your references are, who's cited in the book. If you got solid sources, if you got solid references, if this book has credible scholarship, after you vet the sources, then you start reading the book. That's how real scholarship works. What is your source? Who are you? What were your references? What is your proof that what you're writing is accurate and correct? 
even if it's not 100 percent exact, you have to be able to prove your point of view by some type of research. Research can be proven in multiple. Here are the different ways you prove research. You went there and you saw it and you observed it and you discovered it for yourself. You talk to a primary source, someone who was there. You talk to a secondary source. A secondary source is not someone who was there, but someone who got the story, someone who got the information from someone else who was there. Or you cite another credible author who did the research, right? That's how you put together real scholarship. Even if you're wrong, you have a foundation to back up the point of view that you are conveying to your audience based on these facts, these sources, this research, this how this is how I got to this conclusion. We can't be lazy learners. When you become a lazy learner, you can be fooled by incorrect information. And before you promote information, you should at least vet it for yourself. And if you vet the information and if you think it's accurate and true and if you stand on it, if you tweet about it, why are you taking it down? What you deleting it for? Now, again, I'm not here to beat up on anybody. I'm, I'm you know, I'm just talking. Makes no sense to me. Unless maybe you pulled the trigger. And you hit repost or you hit the smash the like button and you tweeted something that you really didn't watch that you really didn't read you really don't know what's in there but it's got a catchy title that's not scholarship that's that's not how you gain knowledge yourself that's not if you're really serious about learning about who you are and where you come from and what your people have been through you, you really got to do the work i mean Nike heard that apology and said, I ain't getting this nigga in the morning. Once again, this has been another episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Thanks for listening.